afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. Courage is contagious. We're seeing that really all over the country. We're especially seeing it right now in school boards in the state of California. Regardless of the tyranny that Newsom and company is attempting to put on these people, they are standing up and they are standing strong. We're going to talk about it next on the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can reach us at thedean.list at protonmail.com. Thedean.list at protonmail.com. I love to read the emails. I love to hear from you if I can help you in any way. Uh, Some of you have asked questions on homeschooling, uh, private schooling. Some of you have asked, hey, what can we do just to to fight this tyranny. And those are great questions. And I think we need to uh, we, we need to talk about it and we need to link arms. I think more than anything, as a country, as as a community, as people who believe in Judeo-Christian values and how those values can do, as Jefferson said, uh, provide the happiness for mankind and that those values are necessary to good government. I think we're seeing that in the state of California. And we're certainly seeing it uh, with this Chino Valley School Board. They are trying to stand up and do the right thing. And the government in California is literally turning the swords to these people. We're going to hear some clips from the Chino Valley School Board president. And then we're going to see how this, this courage that this school board is, is taking, the stand that this group is taking, and the courage that they're displaying, how it is just contagious. It's spreading. And that's the beauty of courage. It spreads like wildfire. People see it, and they think to themselves, wow, that, that person over there, they're, they're taking a stand. I think I'm going to take a stand. I can fight this tyranny. That's what happened in 1776. There was a small band of men and women that just decided we're we're not going to take this anymore. We're not going to take it. No, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. And they just they just put their foot down. And that courage just begin to spread a little bit, spread a little bit here, spread a little bit there. And before you know it, we have the United States of America. But we still need courage today. We still need people who are willing to stand for what's right. We talked about it yesterday with Coach Kennedy. That man was willing to take a stand for what he believed in, and he was not going to back down to that school district, even though they said, You better stop going to the 50-yard line and praying where everybody can see you or we're going to fire you. And he said, okay, bring it. Bring the heat. And this is what's happening in California. So we've talked about this school district, the Chino Valley United School District. So Chino Valley, let's have a little geography lesson. Chino Valley is situated southeast of Los Angeles and north of Anaheim. So it's you could kind of draw a triangle, I guess, between Los Angeles, Chino Valley, and Anaheim. So they're right in the heart of it. 
I mean, you know, Los Angeles, it's not actually a uh, conservative beacon, I wouldn't say. But the school board and the Chino Valley United School District, they're not messing around. So they passed policy 5020, which required schools to inform parents within three days of learning that a student is struggling with gender dysphoria. Three days. So a student comes to a teacher and says, hey, I, you know, I don't know, I feel like I'm a girl or I feel like I'm a boy. And, you know, maybe they're, they, they feel like they're the opposite gender. This school district has three days. No hiding it. No sweeping it under the rug. No secretly coaching little Johnny on how to use female pronouns. No, none of that. It's just you got you, you got three days and you've got to let a parent know. You got to clue the parent in and they have to know what's going on. This is a bold stand. And the school board uh, is doing it because they believe in parental rights. They believe the parent has the right to know. So California the government in California, Newsom, and this attorney general, Bonta, they're uh, they're upset about this. The attorney general filed a well. He he let the school board know. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a civil rights investigation if you proceed with this. If you move forward with this, you know we're gonna we're gonna do some things. And it was really a a scare tactic. And this school board president, her name is Sonia Shaw, she is not backing down. And she said, like Coach Kennedy, go ahead, bring the heat. So the attorney general is now suing this uh, school board. This article says the school board is being sued by the state of California and its radical attorney general, who believes the policy violates the state constitution by infringing on the student's privacy rights. Mm. This policy violates the state constitution by infringing on the student's policy, uh, uh, the student's privacy rights. Nothing about the parent. Nothing about the rights of the parent. The, the the parent has <laughs> the parent has god-given authority here over this child this child belongs to the parent but the ag there in california says mm, no no this child's privacy rights are being infringed upon how dare you how dare you inform the parent of what this this child wants to do the parent doesn't need to know so we see how this is backwards. We we can see how, again, masters of the of the narrative, they they decide what the narrative is going to be, and that's what they hammer home. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna talk about parental rights. They certainly don't want to talk about parental rights as being God given. No, uh uh-uh. We can't uh we can't have that. But the school board, they understand what's happening. 
they're they're paying attention their head is on a swivel and their policies are are inspiring other school boards to also take a stand i've got some clips here i want to play for you from president sonia shaw uh, clip number one she just talks about again she talks about the support that she's getting from the community just like coach kennedy he talked about the support how how grateful he was for the support of the community and when he went out to the 50 yard line to pray after that game just the stands just erupted well sonia shaw is gonna she's gonna talk in this first clip about the support that she is receiving same support from the community this is important for us to hear because we have to know that there are people behind us that support these decisions they might be quiet they might be quiet at the onset but once people with courage stand up everybody else that is in support well they start to come out of the weeds a little bit let's listen to sonia shaw here in clip number one we passed that bill the very next day um we got tons of support from all over the nation believe it or not and throughout california um locally um, so the amounts of support that came in was amazing, but there was also like the noise and the negativity and the threat started to roll in that Friday. So we passed it on Thursday. On Friday, we were I was already receiving um, death threats. So it was a mixed review, but I could say the support totally outweighed, um, you know, the negativity that came in, the name calling, things like that. Um, a lot of those people, actually, the, all of them weren't even from. Um, even, I mean, locally. So it just goes to show you again, like who is actually after wanting control of the kids. Um, but I will say nationally, the support has been amazing, but locally, it's almost like it pulled our community even closer. And that that to me was a huge, huge um, win. That was school board president, Sonia Shaw. So she's talking about the support that they received. They They passed this policy on a Thursday. And she's she's saying that the support from the community is overwhelming. And even the national support that she's receiving is overwhelming. Because this is what people want. People want this. Parents want to know what's happening with their children. And parents deserve the right to know what's happening with their children. You know, Biden, a few weeks ago, said that, you know, and a speech he was giving somewhere. They're all our kids. These kids belong to all of us. You know, and Hillary wrote that book years ago that it takes a village. And they have this, this idea and this notion that our kids do not belong to us. But instead, you know, they kind of belong to the collective. They really belong to everybody. And therefore, it's everybody's responsibility. We have to chip in. We have to do this together. And it sounds good. It really does. It sounds like it sounds like unity. It sounds like that we're in this together. We're going to neighbor helping neighbor. On the surface, that's what it sounds like. But that's not what they mean. What, what they mean is these kids do not belong to you. They belong to us. And we're going to do with them what we want. And we're going to teach them what we want to teach them. Because they 
they say things, but they don't mean that thing. What they say, a lot of times they mean the exact opposite. This progressive label, they gave themselves the label of the progressive because we're going to progress. There's no progression here. But you can't really say, you can't really use the label, we're going to go back to Marxism. That label just doesn't work. We're going to go back to Marxism. Nope, that label is not going to fly. you got to have something that sounds good. We're going to progress. We're progressing into the future. We're progressing for a better, better world. Uh, we're not progressing. We're going back to Marxism. That is the... Uh, that's the correct title. So in, in this clip, Sonia Shaw, the school board president, talks about the death threats, the people that are opposed to this policy. This policy passes on a Thursday night, and then on Friday, she said the death threats start rolling in. I want you to think about this for a second. Number one, she said the death threats were not from anybody local. They were coming from outside of the community. Maybe paid actors. Who? Here's what I want you to think about. Who would, who do you know personally who would, who would want to kill somebody because that person wants to inform the parents of what the child is doing? I just, I want you to think about this in context. This school board passes a policy to inform parents if a, if a child is struggling with their gender. Who would want to kill that person? Who would want to kill that school board? Who would want to kill school board members for passing that policy? What type of, what type of individual? would say, oh, how dare you? I'm going to kill you. This, my friends, is a, it's straight out of the Marxist playbook. This is straight out of, this is straight out of Lenin and Stalin. This is straight out of Mao. This is, I mean, it's, it's probably right out of chapter one of the playbook. Threaten to kill them if they don't do what you want them to do this is this is tyranny at at its basic level if you don't do what we want you to do if you don't pass on that school board what we want you to pass we're going to kill you are we are we paying attention to to this whether the threat is real or not and I would take it as real because there's some lunatics out there. And hopefully, you know, Sonia Shaw and her other school board members are taking it as real. Because there's there's some, some crazy going on. But regardless, who threatens that? Why can't you why can't you win your your argument based upon your ideas? Let's let's bring your ideas to the debate. Let's argue these ideas out. Let's let's debate the two differences here. We have two sides. One side says, let's keep this information from the parents. 
Parents don't need to know what's happening. Let's keep them in the dark. The other side says, you know, parents really, they need to know what's happening. Let's not keep them in the dark. We have two completely different ideas. Why can't we debate the ideas? Let's debate them on their merits. Why do you want to keep this hidden from the parents? And the other side, why do you want to inform the parents? Let's talk about our reasons. Let's talk about our rationale. But instead, the crazies on the left, they say, you better do this or we're going to kill you. And I say the crazies on the left because, because that's the because they are. I'm not as nice as I'm not as nice as Lieutenant Joe. If Lieutenant Joe follows, he follows this show on the network. And I like Lieutenant Joe. I like to listen to him. He's a lot, he's more polite than I am. So you may you may hear Lieutenant Joe from time to time refer to our friends on the left. And you know, he's got that New York, New Jersey accent. He just, you know, it's almost like when I listen to Lieutenant Joe, I feel like I'm I'm watching the Goodfellas or something. He's just, you know, he's got that that accent. And, and he refers to our friends on the left. He's very polite. He's very nice about it. I wish I I wish I could be as nice and polite. Uh I I, I just there there is some there is some crazy out there. And uh I I, I want to know why can't we just let's just debate. Let's debate the argument. You give me your side, I'll give you my side, and we'll debate it out. We'll talk it out. All right. Uh, speaking of talking it out, we will we will continue the discussion on the other side. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with CoFix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? CoFix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. CoFix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
Welcome back to the Dean's List. I am Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. We are happy that you are that you're along for the ride. Thank you for joining the Dean's List. You can also reach us at the dean.list at protonmail.com. That is the email. Feel free to reach out. Uh, I am I love to read the email. So if you've got a question or anything you want to talk about or discuss, shoot me a shoot me an email. Or you can follow us on Instagram, the Dean's List 33. That's where you will find us there. Okay, we're talking about the Chino Valley School Board. We're talking about their their willingness to just take a stand. Their 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 unwavering courage, really, in the face of of tyranny out there in California, in the face of death threats, and that's where we finished the last segment, where people, not even from the community, if you don't live in the community, why do you care? Why do you care about? the decisions that this school board is going to make. You don't even live in the Chino Valley school district, but yet you're going to issue death threats to the school board president and to other members because they pass a policy to inform parents of student decisions. If you're going to issue a death threat, it is because you want a Marxist agenda to take over that school board and to take over that community. And therefore you're going to instill Marxist strong arm tactics to get what you want. Because you can't win the argument on words. So instead, Hey, Hey, come on, let's just, let's just do what Lenin and Stalin did. Let's do what the Marxists do. I mean, this is the Marxist playbook anyway. Let's take a, a, a listen to school board president Sonia Shaw. This is clip two. And here she is discussing the actions, really, of the California state government in, in response to their, their policy. Let's take a listen. It's definitely to try to blackmail and to scare us and to scare other districts because they know other districts are scheduled to adopt, hopefully, this policy all throughout California. And no one wants to go into any kind of review because what it does is it ties up your staff, right? Because they're having to um, go through and go through each item that they want. And it pretty much takes away our staff from doing what they're supposed to do and now ties them up on them. So to me, it, it's also bad on Vonta's part when our staff should be focusing on the education of our children. He's tying them up with these kinds of reviews when he knows that they're frivolous and they have no standing. So she is of the opinion that the California government is engaging in blackmail, essentially, through these scare tactics that the, the government's saying, look, we're gonna you better you better stop what you're doing. You better you better retract this policy or we're gonna sue you. We're gonna sue every single last one of you. I, I, I mean, I I get I get her opinion. I see where she's coming from. That is a scare tactic of the highest degree. You better, you better not do this. You, oh, I'm warning you. And then she, she, she talks about the pressure that this puts puts on her staff or the staff at the school. 
because now they're they're engaging in this review. They have to respond to the complaints. They have to respond to the lawsuit that AG Bonta is engaging in here. And they're being pulled from their jobs. They're not truly able to do what they're they're supposed to be doing in that school community, which is educating children, because they have to respond to the state who's suing them because they want to inform their local parents in their district what's happening in the building. Oh, no, you can't inform parents what's happening in the building. How dare you do that? So I want to read from this article in the Christian Post by Samantha Kamen. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Here's what she says. Bonta claimed that policy 5020, quote, unlawfully discriminates against students who identify as... Okay, I'm I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall into repeating their their narrative. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this article in my own translation. Bonta claimed that policy 5020 unlawfully discriminates against students who are boys but who want to dress up like girls, or students who are girls that who want to dress up like boys. Bonta alleged that the policy subjects them to harassment and mistreatment. Okay. The state believes the policy, quote, shoves these students who are not, quote, out at home, quote, in the closet while at school. All right. I, okay. Translation. The state believes that this policy of informing parents is outing these kids. And here we go again. We've seen this in other places. We can't uh, we can't let the parents know that little Johnny wants to be a girl because then we're outing little Johnny. And little Johnny can't be outed. Well, I mean, he's kind of already outed if 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 he's you know telling you about it. Isn't that the definition of outing? You you tell somebody, you know, you come out. But heaven forbid that, that we let the parents know. And of course, the true purpose here, friends, is the parents can't know because then the parents would do something about it. And these leftist Marxist progressive leaders don't want the parents to do something about it because they would rather destroy the kids. They want to mentally destroy the kids. Uh, I I read something a couple of weeks ago. I think I may have even have read it to you on air, where this, this doctor who has performed several of these surgeries has made the statement that, you know, we don't know long term. You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen here. There's probably going to... Uh, need to be a lot of therapy. That was his statement. I believe I I read that to you. I'm going to have to find that that statement. But, you know, that's what he said. We don't know long term what's going to happen here. We're probably going to, these students are probably going to need a lot of therapy. Uh, but yet they still want to do it. They still insist on 
on making this this happen. And they insist on keeping it hidden from the parents because they know the parents will step in. They know the parents will will do the job that God has given that parent to do, and that's step in and save the child, and they don't want that. Because they want the child to be destroyed. I'm telling you, it sounds it it sounds like this. Oh, that is so far-fetched, Dean. I can't believe that you would actually, I can't believe you actually believe that, that there are people that that want to destroy a generation. Really? Come on, get with the times. They just want to help these kids. No, I, no, they don't. They they absolutely want to destroy a generation of Americans. Because the the Marxists said it, and you know we've we've spent some time talking about it. Nineteen sixty three. It was read into the congressional record. Here's what they want to do. They 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 want to take over public education because they want to take over the country without firing a shot. And what better way to do that than than destroying a generation? Literally, that is that's the Marxist playbook, and we are dealing with a Marxist ideology that has taken root in the educational system in this country. And we we need people like Sonia Shaw with the Chino Valley School Board to be courageous and to take a stand. This woman is a courageous human being. And all of America needs to get behind her, at least those of us with a brain, those of us with common sense, those of us with a deep understanding of what this country was founded upon, we also have the understanding that this woman, Sonia Shaw, wants to continue that foundation. and We need to get behind her and support her a thousand percent. Okay, back to the article here from the Christian Post. Quote, every student has the right to learn and thrive in a school environment that promotes safety, privacy, and, and inclusivity regardless of their gender identity. That's what Bonta said, the AG from California. You know, it just sounds so good. I mean, it's true. Every student has the right to learn and thrive in a school environment. And you want your school environment to promote safety and to promote privacy. And really, you want that school environment to be inclusive. But when he throws in that word inclusivity, he doesn't mean inclusivity. That's not what he means at all. He means destruction. We want a school that's going to destroy the hearts and minds of your children. We're going to you know, we're going to package it in this beautiful word of being inclusive. But it's not inclusive. It is divisive. We're going to separate the child from the parent. There's nothing inclusive about that. We're going to separate the child from the family. It is a very divisive Marxist tactic. Oh, but their words, and we're not buying it. We're not buying into their narrative. We're done with it. We're not going to do it anymore. Okay, Bonta continues. We're in court challenging Chino Valley United's forced outing policy for wrongfully and unconstitutionally discriminating against and violating the privacy rights 
of LGBTQ students. Okay. Again, the narrative, <laughs> we, we are challenging in court their policy for wrongfully and unconstitutionally discriminating against. We are challenging their forced outing policy. This is horrible. They are forcibly outing these students who don't want to be outed. Hmm. No, no, Banta, that is not the policy. The policy is we're letting parents know what is happening in these schools so parents can step in and keep their children from being destroyed. Oh, these people, these people and their despicable, I can't even, I just, all right. Let's hear one more clip from Sonia Shaw. And this is this is the clip right here, folks. This is encouraging. And really because of this clip, we need to just rise up and get behind her. Uh, let's take a listen to this. Hey to everybody, parents, newly elected school board members, stand strong, link arms, don't give up. These are all bowling tactics. We know the reason why we took these seats. We know what the reason why we're gonna take more seats this upcoming election is because we care. We care about our children. We care about parental rights. We have a right to be involved in our children's upbringing. That's a constitutional right. Don't let them bully you. Don't let them, um, you know, scare you. And, and I mean, if we can, if my family can stand strong with the death threats and everything else, trust me, you all can do it too, because we're together in this. Oh, that is fantastic. Now, doesn't that just fill you with courage? Doesn't, after hearing that, I mean, she is receiving death threats, but after hearing those words, amidst the death threats, it just makes you want to, to, to join the fight. It, it makes you want to stand up. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say it makes you. It makes me want to stand up and just go after it. It is contagious. Courage is contagious. And when you see somebody standing up in the face of governmental pressure, in the face of death threats and saying, hey, we're doing this. We are, she said, stand strong, link arms. If I can do it, you can do it. If that is not an invitation to courage, I don't know what is. She said, we have constitutional rights. We are not going to roll over and hand those rights over to Marxists. We're not going to do it. We're not going to hand them over to the leftists, to the progressives, to our friends on the left, as Lieutenant Joe says. We're, we're not doing it. We are, she says, we took seats. We know why we took seats. And we know we're going to take more seats. I mean, this is a confident woman. And I think what really bolsters her and what gives her confidence is she has her pulse on, or she has her finger on the pulse in her community. She knows how her community members feel. She knows why she was elected to that school board. She says, we know why we took seats. And then she says, we're going to take more. We know we're going to take more seats because the people in that community are a thousand percent behind her. These are, no these are normal families, ladies and gentlemen, that want to, to lead a normal life. They want their children to be raised in a school 
where they're going to be taught math, science, writing, reading, a proper context of history. They're not going to be indoctrinated on gender theory. They're not going to be manipulated to think they're one thing when in fact they are another thing. This is this is a normal community, a little southeast of L.A., with normal families that want to raise their kids in the way they see fit. But you have an overreaching, tyrannical government, a, tyr a, a tyrannical AG and governor who want to raise kids the way they see fit. They don't want it to be under local control. And this is, again, in California, why they want to usurp usurp the authority of, of local school boards and just and absorb it into the state because they want complete control. They want complete power. They want complete authority. And God bless this woman for taking a stand and inviting other people to come into this arena of, of courageousness. <laughs> this is an invitation. She said, if I can do it, you can do it. She said, stand strong, link arms. If I can do it in spite of death threats, then you can do it. That is a beautiful invitation that I hope all of us accept. I hope we accept the invite that Sonia Shaw is offering to us to step into courage, stand up for your children, and let's, let's take this thing back. America, we can do it. I'm telling you, we can take it back. Let's pause. We will pick it up on the other side of the break. You are listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I am Dean Bowen, and we are happy to have you join us today. We do know that there are several voices out there 
there are several places you can go to get your news. Uh, several radio shows, several podcasts. We're just inundated with information. And you have several places that you can go to hear it. And we're grateful that you are, that you get your news from America out loud. And we're grateful that you're listening to the Dean's List. We are happy to have you on board. So we have heard some clips from Sonia Shaw. She is the school board president at out at the uh, Chino Valley United United School District, and this woman is not backing down. She is standing up not only in the face of governmental tyranny, but she's standing up in the face of death threats, of Marxist tyranny, ultimately, because that's the playbook from the Marxists. She's not backing down, and courageous is contagious. Courage is contagious. And that's what we need. We, we need people who are going to be courageous so that courageous will be contagious. And so despite the threats that Chino Valley is receiving, Murrieta Valley United School District in California has passed a similar policy on a three to two vote their policy also requires schools to notify parents within three days of a student requesting to identify as the opposite sex. And here's what the clerk of, of the board has said, Nicholas Pardue. He said this uh, at, their, at their meeting when they took this vote. The stakes are really high when you have young kids who are flirting with these different ideations about what their gender is at a very young age. Because right now, the state of California, for whatever reason, is intent on allowing minors to alter who they are physically. I love that he, you know, for whatever reason, he said, kind of throwing it out there to, I don't know, maybe give them a pass. But we know what the reason here is. The reason is they want to control our students and they want to destroy them. They want the destruction of a generation. And what better way to destroy them than to cause them to be mentally confused about their gender? <laughs> they don't even know. They, they, they don't even know the, the depths of this destruction. They've admitted to it. They've said, we, we're not sure you know, what's going to happen. We're doing all these surgeries. You know, we don't know what it's going to look like in five to 10 years. There's going to need to be a lot of therapy. So they don't know what it's going to look like. They just know that they they want destruction. So when he says, for, for whatever reason, the state of California is intent on allowing minors to alter who they physically are, well, <laughs> we know the reason. And it's not good. None of it is good. Pardue, alongside Board President Paul F. Paul F. Diffley III, submitted the proposal for the policy. They made a statement to the Los Angeles Times amid the discussions about the policy. Diffley, who's the board president, told reporters that as a parent, he'd want to remain informed about his child's physical and mental health. Well, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Diffley. 
for for being a a knowledgeable, thoughtful, common sense filled human being. And thank you, sir, for for running for the seat on that school board. And and thank you for enacting policies that are going to not only support parental rights but support the stability of the family. Because if the, if the parents stay in the loop about what's happening with their children, it's going to add stability to the family. And we know not only did the Marxists want to take over the education system in this country, but they wanted to discredit the family. That's one of their stated goals. Destroy the family. Make the parents out to be this oppressive, tyrannical human being. And let's let's destroy the family. Let's create a wedge between child and parent. That's the that's the stated goal. And and this this board president, Paul F. Diffley, along with the president at Chino Valley, Sonia Shaw, the, these parents, these two individuals needed they they need to be congratulated, and they need to be elevated to hero status. Now I don't mean let's worship them. That's not the point. But let's let's get behind them and encourage them because they are on the front line. And their courage is contagious, and I believe that it's gonna it's gonna spark others to say, you know what, if they can do this in California, I can do it in my local community. And I promise you, if we if we were to go to the indoctrination map right now and just start going through the list, you know, several of you are would would realize. Holy cow, this is happening in my community. I'm running for school board. And not only run for the board, run for that president seat. Let's go after it. All right, here's here's the uh the quote from Diffley. I don't think there should be anything hidden because I have a fundamental right as a parent to bring up my child. If I can't get all the information I need to have a reasonable discussion with my child, then the school is not doing its job. Amen. Hallelujah. Preach it, brother. You are you are a thousand percent correct. You have a fundamental right, which is an inalienable right, which is a God-given right as a parent to bring up your child. That's your right. You you gave birth to the child or you legally adopted the child and put yourself in the place of legal authority. You have a God-given right to raise that child in the way you see fit, not in the way the state sees fit, not in the way uh, Bonta sees fit, not in the way Newsom sees fit, but in the way you see fit. Your God-given right, your God-given authority. And as Diffley said, if you can't get all the information needed from the school to have a reasonable discussion with your child about your child, then the school is not doing its job. Not only is the school not doing its job, but it is actively working against you and your God-given rights as a parent. Actively. Actively working against you. Under the, under the idea, under the control, under the auspice of Marxist ideology, 
Marxist leftist progressives. Uh-huh. Actively working, not only actively working against you, actively working to destroy a generation of young people in this country. Oh, come on, Dean. They're not. You know, they just care about the kids. That's all. They're not actively working to destroy anybody. How could you say that? That is horrible. Ah, uh, you know, we need we need people who are willing to stand up and and speak the truth. And, and that's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna shine the light of truth. So at Waterbrook, uh, Waterbrook is the school I run, Waterbrook Christian Academy. And we teach a class called Rhetoric. And it's not, uh, it's, it's rhetoric as rhetoric should be taught. I've had, you know, I've had students that have graduated from Waterbrook. They've gone on to college. One student in particular I'm thinking of, she went to a Big Ten school. And she was telling me about her, her, her rhetoric class. And I'm intrigued because I know we teach a rhetoric class to our freshmen. So I started asking her, what, uh, so tell me about your, your rhetoric class. Do you guys talk about Aristotle at all? She said, no, we haven't talked about Aristotle, you know, not once. And I'm thinking, how can you have a rhetoric class and not talk about the man who wrote the book on rhetoric? Aristotle wrote the book. So I said, okay, uh, well, do you, do you talk about the, the, the three modes of rhetorical persuasion. He's like, no, no, we've we've never used that that term. You know, the three modes of rhetorical persuasion. I said, so you've you've not talked ethos, pathos, or, or logos. No, no, we haven't we haven't talked about it because, you know, Aristotle in writing the the book on rhetoric spoke about the three modes of rhetorical persuasion because essentially. Rhetoric is the ability to communicate truth and to persuade others to truth. True rhetoric is searching for truth and then persuading individuals to follow truth. I mean, that's, you know, that's a definition in a nutshell. So I said to her, so you're, okay, you're in a, you're in a rhetoric class. You, you haven't talked about Aristotle once, nor have you talked about the three rhetorical modes of persuasion. I said, what do you do in this class? What, I mean, we, you know, we write. Oh, okay. So it's a writing class that this Big Ten school has slapped this fancy label of rhetoric on it, right? That's, that's, that's what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess that's what's happening because, you know. That's well, that's what we do. We talk about writing. Okay. All right. Well, at Waterbrook, we teach a rhetoric class to our freshmen. And we dive into Aristotle, you know, because Aristotle wrote the book on rhetoric. So it it's Aristotle's stance that really what separates humans from the animals is our ability to speak. Humans have the ability to, to speak, to have rational thought. You know, Dr. Ben Carson talked about this, and we, we, we played a clip 
couple of weeks ago where he describes the difference between the human brain and the dog brain. And the midbrain on the dog is much larger and more developed than the midbrain in the human. But the, the, the midbrain deals in reaction. And, and the dog and the cats and the animals, their ability to react, those cat-like reflexes, supersedes the ability of a human. But our frontal lobe is much bigger and more developed. And guess what our frontal lobes deal with? Yeah, the ability to reason. The, the ability to, to, to logically speak about a thing. And so Aristotle says this is really what separates us, is we have the ability to speak, and animals do not. And our verbal defense, Aristotle says, is the art of rhetoric. And just like you want to defend your, your, your physical body, you should also defend what you think and what you believe. You should also be able to defend the truth. And the verbal defense of that truth is the art of rhetoric. That's, that's true rhetoric right there. It's not just writing. It's not just learning how to write. It's going after the truth and then defending it and persuading others to that truth. So I'm gonna I want to read a, just a short little paragraph from our rhetoric text that I, I read this to the to the freshmen the other day. So I teach this freshman class, so, and I know some of my freshmen may even be listening. I know some of them listen. I'll give you a little shout out to the Waterbrook freshmen. And I read this paragraph to them the other day. I want to read it to you. Another way of saying this. Doesn't the truth deserve to be protected? The, the truth deserves to be protected. If in the dealings of the city, a counterfeit wins over the truth, someone is to blame for allowing the truth to go undefended. And we see that happening all over this country. And cities all over the country counterfeit a counterfeit idea is winning over the truth. And who's to blame for that? There are people in these cities who are letting the truth go undefended. And maybe they don't have the skill set to defend it because, you know, education isn't what it once was. Aristotle is calling the philosopher to defend truth within the city. That's the clarion call. That's what a true rhetoric class is. At least that's what the Waterbrook rhetoric class is. It is the call for individual. It's the call for individuals to defend truth within the city. And I don't think ninth grade is is too young to to tell kids you you need to have the ability to defend truth within the city, whatever that city might be. And here's the final sentence of this paragraph. Aristotle is calling the good man to become what Quintilian would call the good man speaking well. And that's what we need. That's what we need in America. We need good men and women who know how to speak well. That's what a rhetoric class is, ultimately, in my opinion. 
That's the rhetoric class that we teach our freshmen at Waterbrook Christian Academy. We want good people to know how to speak well. So they then have the ability and they have the, the skill set and they have the, the courage to defend truth because truth needs defending. Every, every facet of truth needs defending in this country. And we need to raise a generation of students who not only have the ability to defend that truth, but who have the courage to stand up and do it. And right now we have people like the school board president in Marietta Valley, Diffley, President Paul F. Diffley, who has the courage and who obviously has the skill set to stand up and defend that truth. And school board president Sonia Shaw out of Chino Valley, who has the ability and obviously has the courage to stand up and defend that truth. And I applaud both of those individuals today. And at, at Waterbrook, I, I am speaking to a class of freshmen who I want to have that ability to stand in, and defend truth. And I want them to have the courage to do it. Courage is contagious. I want all of us to have the courage to do it. Look around, keep your head on a swivel. Look around and see where you can stand up, where you can stand up and shine some truth and also shine some hope. Because we believe in hope. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, we can take it back. We can turn this thing around and we're going to. Well, that's all the time we have for today, America. I am grateful that you've joined us. Get out there and encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.